56650, San Francisco 94115, personal check, cashier's check, or a money order, or you can go to the KPO website at kpo.com. And click the donations link and via PayPal and your Visa, MasterCard, or whatever. You can help us out that way. We need your financial support so we can continue in the year 2020. Okay, very important. And, of course, your donation is totally tax deductible on your federal income tax return when you file in 2020 for your 2019 taxes. You definitely have a great weekend coming up, and it looks like it's going to be eh, kind of nice by Sunday. Uh, New Bay is next with Prison Focus. We'll see you next Thursday, same time. Same station. Take care, everybody. Bye. KPO San Francisco is 11 o'clock. When we are ignorant, whether passively or intentionally, we have no chance to see the truth for what it is. If it is a passive kind of ignorance, we move about in a foggy bliss of unawareness. If we make ourselves ignorant, if we actively delude ourselves, then we are making a terrible mistake. Making a terrible mistake. We rob ourselves of the clarity of truths. We miss the beauty as well as the full depth and worth. Good morning, folks. This is Nube coming at you at KPOO 89.5. You are tuned in to Prison Focus Radio. Um, again, at KPOO 89.5 San Francisco and on the World Wide Web at KPOO.com. So I welcome you. I say good morning. I hope you are having a good morning. I want to give a shout out to all of the listeners um, within hearing distance, as well as behind the walls. Um, I want to say that we care about you, that we hear you, and on this program, your voices are to be put in front. If you are um, in the unfortunate situation of being in solitary confinement and do not have a subscription to our newspaper, Prison Focus, out of California Prison Focus, please take advantage of our free subscription to you by writing to us at 4408 Market Street, Suite A, Oakland, California, 951. One one eight, And I also want to encourage any of the listeners out there to please subscribe also to the newspaper um, because that is how we um, can keep it going uh, for those folks on the inside. And it's also really important for the loved ones and supporters of the folks inside uh, for us out here to be um, educated and informed about what's happening inside and we get to know that because um, their voices are what make up most of the content of the prison focus newspaper 
Um, and I also, I really want to say that that um, that's also a dialogue that we need to keep going. So for all of you in on the inside, keep fighting. Don't let CDCR claim the narrative about who you are. Claim the narrative for yourself about who you are. Continue to write to us. Continue to do what you can to be educated. Get to the computers if you can. And I'm only asking that of you because it's a, I know it's a lot to ask, but um, you inspire us out here um, to continue to fight as well. And I know that I can speak on behalf of a lot of people who have your best interest at heart. We are working out here to um, put forth the ideas and th that you have around this struggle to get free. So uh, please continue to uh, just work hard in there, do what you can, um, and we're going to do the same out here. That is a promise that we will make, and that is what we do here at California Prison Focus and what we do on this radio station um, at Prison Focus Radio on KPOO. And with that in mind, I want to say that we are at it's December 12th, and we are still in a fundraiser for KPOO. This is their annual fall fundraiser. So we are trying to raise $75,000 by the end of the year. So we've still got about three weeks. So people, please kick down whatever you can. Don't ever think that um, what your contribution is is not important. Every contribution makes a difference. That's how community is built. Always know that your very presence is of value, is worthy. So whatever you can give to this amazing, completely listener-run um, and supported radio station, please kick it down now. You can, um, of course, go onto the website at kpoo.com, but you can also send a check or money order to KPOO PO Box 156650, San Francisco, California, 94115. Also, um, if spread whatever you got, please, with California Prison Focus as well. We are also... Um, trying to uh, meet a matching grant that was generously donated to us of $25,000, and we have until the end of the year as well. So please go to prisons.org and contribute whatever you can there as well. Um, there are very, very few outlets for um, the voices of our caged community members. So just like KPOO, California Prison Focus, is one of those organizations that um, is a platform for the vo voices of our caged community members, their families, and their supporters. So if you can kick down anything to California Prison Focus to help us meet this matching grant, please go to prisons.org. You can also send um, a check or money order to California Prison Focus, 4408 Market Street, Suite A, Oakland, California, 94608. Um, I think that's it mostly for the announcements. I do want to give a really big shout out to all the folks that came to our activists in solidarity. Sorry, let me start that over. Artivists in Action and Solidarity um, event that we had to raise money for California Prison Focus and the SF Bayview, another one of those uh, rare um, publications that um, gives voice to the community and our caged community members as well. So um, 
it was a wonderful, wonderful event. Minister King's work is fantastic. So please, um, you know, look for that. You can go to prisons.org, and uh, I think we're going to, you know, we'll upload some pictures and things like that up there about the event. But it was it was fantastic. Um, a real show of, of support and, again, solidarity for um, the work that folks are doing on the inside, but also the work that's being done um, when they get out. So our returning citizens, our returning community members are doing amazing work. So please be inspired. I want everyone um, on both sides of the wall to know that beautiful, beautiful work is being done um, uh, through to, to, to highlight um, the people inside and highlight and counter this narrative of, um, you know, the worst of the worst, or these are just criminals. No, these are human beings that are diverse and dynamic as anybody that you pass on the street. And it's important that we are looking to each other to um, to support one another and uh, to see our best selves in each other and see the best in each person. So it is very, uh, it, it's, it was so inspiring to just see the amazing, um, the music, uh, the, the, uh, the, the short plays that uh, Minister King and uh, uh, Poor People's Magazine folks uh, uh, did to, to highlight uh, the issues that are, take, that are happening around um, prison, uh, prison politics, prison issues. Um, the truth of the matter is there, there's a human rights crisis that's happening in our country, and it is what's actually happening globally, um, and that is um, our prisons and the slavery, the, the new iteration of slavery, the exploitation of people and their, their bodies um, is taking place. And that is the human rights crisis of our time. Um, and that's fully linked to the environmental crisis that we are experiencing as well. It is the same system of extraction and exploitation and uh, profits over people. So uh, we had an amazing event, and this is an annual event. There were awards given. Uh, Mary and Willie Ratcliffe got an amazing award for um, the work that they do with the SF Bayview. Um, we had some amazing art that was uh, done by folks on the inside, as well as um, the successes of um, their art for fo from folks that are now out. So hope you will be able to join us next year for that. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get started a little bit with the show. Um, I am going to be reading some work from Sitawa Nantambu Jama'a. Uh, we are going to be getting to know him, for those of you that don't, over these next months as uh, Liberate the Caged Voices, the Free Sitawa campaign um, continues until we get... Uh, Setawa to the parole board and um, and a parole a successful parole after um, uh, by next year it'll be 40 years in uh, well enslaved and um, after 32 years of solitary confinement so I do want to read to you just so we're clear about the uh, the state that we are in concerning prisons and, pris and, and caged people. The 13th Amendment reads, Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime, whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Let me read that again just in case you missed the, the most pertinent word. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. I am not a scholar, but when I read the word except, that tells me that slavery and involuntary servitude, in fact, have not been abolished. Um, 
and it is taking place within our prisons. Okay, so I am going to read this piece um, that Sitawa Nantambu Jamaa wrote in uh, January 28, 2015. Um, it has been compiled in a book, a booklet uh, that's been put together um, of all of his writings. Right now, it's just all of his writings that he wrote um, to the SF Bayview. Um, and we will be using this book as an instruction booklet, basically, for the campaign. And I do want to encourage any of you to get involved in the campaign, if only to just um, educate yourself so that you can also bring awareness and education to the people around you. Because this is really, this campaign for Satawa is about, it is about parole issues and about the other men and women um, <clears throat> behind him that uh, or um, experiencing with him, um, these extended sentences um, of, of incarceration and the abuses that come along with it and, um, and how it's affecting not only them but their families. So we are going to be really blowing open the, the whole idea of incarceration and um, um, uh, like reinvigorating and and putting forth energy for the prisoners' human rights movement. Um, at the same time, we're really going to put on blast and expose what CDCR is doing inside. So, um, I encourage all of you to uh, to join us if you if you can. Um, we are going to have another meeting around the uh, the campaign on December 18th, and you can go to our calendar um, at California Prison Focus Calendar at prisons.org. So here we go. Prisoner Human Rights Movement, Agreement to End Hostilities has changed the face of race relations without any help from CDC Smaller. Sorry, and before I do start, I do want to say for those folks that do not know, um, Setawa is one of the, um, the authors of the Agreement to End Hostilities, this amazing, powerful document that brought all of the different races that are continually separated by CDCR uh, brought them all together to um, just as as this mighty force um, to end the violence between them um, and uh, come together around their common oppressor, who um, which is the state and um, and CDCR. Okay, January twenty eighth, twenty fifteen. It is incumbent upon upon all men prisoners across the state of California and globally to embrace the struggle of women prisoners as a whole. We, the four principal negotiators of our prisoner human rights movement, George Franco, Arturo Castellanos, Todd Ashker, and Sitawa Nantambu Jama'a, recognize the women prisoner struggles and the PHRM supports them. These other prisoner activists do as well. D. Troxel, L. Powell, A. Guillen, G. Huerta, P. Red, R. Yandel, J. M. Perez, J. Baridi Williamson, A. Sandoval, P. Fortman, Y. Yapo, A. Yergoyen, F. Bermudez, F. Clement, and R. Chavo Perez. These representatives, whom CDC Small R leading officials recognize as prisoner activists, are changing the face of race relationships within CDCR first, without any assistance from CDCR. Isn't that amazing? The above-named prisoner activists, along with the thousands of other prisoner activists throughout the California prison system, have changed the way prisoners should be treated as human beings. I encourage all men and women prisoners to continue to press onward with our agreement to end hostilities through all corridors of state and county facilities. Prisoners' era of retrospective study and constructive struggle. We are the beacons of collective building while clearly understanding that we are the beacons must take a protracted internal and external retrospective of our present day prisons concrete conditions to forge our PHRM onward into the next stage of development, thereby exposing CDCR's racial discrimination and racist animus tactics against our prisoner class. This is why our lives must be embedded in determined human rights laws based on our constructive development of our scientific methods and laws. Therefore, through our concrete conditions in each prison, our struggle shall be constructed through our prisoner human rights movement, representatives, and negotiators. 
The PHRM has realized that CDC small r has been setting up prisoners and creating racial tension amongst all racial groups from various geographical locations up and down the state of California. It has become abundantly clear to the PHRM that then-Governor Brown, Jerry Brown, is an outspoken racist and overseer who has clearly shown that his discriminatory practices are directed at minorities and people of color. New African, African-American, Mexicans, Latinos, and white working poor who have all been suffering blatant discrimination in county jails and state prisons. Governor Brown went out and hired the most blatant racist prison superintendent in the U.S. as his Secretary of Corrections. Yes, CDC small R Secretary Jeffrey Beard is continuing to torture, isolate, maim, racially assault, and racially, religiously, and culturally discriminate against prisoners. Governor Brown and Secretary Beard are continuing their practices of long-term solitary confinement. Now, it is a known fact that Governor Brown and his personally appointed CDC small-R Secretary Jay Beard do not want to stop racial tension within the CDCR or the state of California as a whole, because if they did, the historic document, the Agreement to End Hostilities, would have been distributed by the CDC small-R to all women and men, state prisoners, county jail prisoners, youth authority prisoners, juveniles, probationers, and par parolees throughout the state. Since August 10, 2012, when the agreement to end hostilities took effect to the present day, California women and men prisoners' racial and cultural hostilities have decreased without any assistance from Governor Brown or his subordinate, Secretary of CDC Small R. Jeffrey Beard. It is important that all citizens here in California and throughout the United States realize that Governor Brown and Secretary Beard do not care about reducing the violence among prisoners, nor do they care about the safety and security of Californians who are not incarcerated. Our civil rights are violated daily. We citizens realize that the safety and security of California prisoners and our neighborhoods throughout California will only come from the people, not from corrupt law enforcement agencies, because we know that the majority of California law enforcement policies have been brutal to our inner city citizens, killing and maiming our family members, and that the brutality has been sanctioned by Governor Brown and carried out by CDC small r Secretary Beard, et al. Be behind California prison walls against all prisoners, and especially level three and four prisoners. Cease the human torture. Cease the racial profiling, Governor Brown and Secretary Beard. I want everyone to know that I agree with my co-principal negotiator's article in the October 2014 SF Bayview newspaper, California prisoner representatives, all people have the right to humane treatment with dignity. So again, this, this is from the SF Bayview 2014, California prisoner representatives, all people have the right to humane treatment with dignity. You'll find it on page five and two, okay. Unresolved hunger strike issues on page 16. I want to encourage everyone to subscribe to this newspaper. It is the voice of all people. Okay, to all U.S. citizens in the world community, support our human rights movement. We are fighting for human justice. We are upholding the U.S. Constitution and California Constitution and the liberties therein while establishing the freedoms that our ancestors struggled for over the past hundred years in California. Determined to preserve our human lives and those of all prisoners within the state of California, we, the Prisoner Human Rights Movement, call on all citizens to get involved with social change now. In the course of our work, PHRM realizes that it is natural that we should meet opposition from CDC small r because of their ignorance and lack of knowledge manifested whenever CDC small r ruthlessly deceives and deprives prisoners of our human rights and civil rights daily. Within the dawn of this new era, the prisoner's era of retrospect and construct, know what its essentials are, know its principles, and strive to attain our goals and objectives in the truest sense of our agreement and hostilities. We know that forced solitude causes psychological and physical warfare for prisoners and their outside family members as well. Politically speaking, the world has changed, and so have prisoners. Human progress means change, and today we need to prepare for a higher life, for tomorrow's liberty, educationally, socially, and politically. Determined to preserve our human lives 
and those of all prisoners within the state of California, we, the Prisoner Human Rights Movement, call on all citizens to get involved with social change now. No one wants to be tortured, dehumanized, racially profiled, religiously profiled, and viciously targeted by acts of sensory deprivation by Governor Brown's state government and his California prison officials to implement the new Jim Crow, i.e., the security threat group, threat group step-down program, which is actually criminal acts of torture by way of low-intensity warfare. This is an act against all California citizens and humanity itself. Our PHRM was, was threatened by CDC small-R officials and employees as we championed the cause of the agreement to end hostilities. And we thank God that our prisoner class did not fall prey to CDCR's threat to destroy our AEH across this state. Prisoners hold their destiny in the palm of their hands, and we shall not allow any prison correctional officers, sergeants, lieutenants, captains, associate wardens, chief deputy wardens, wardens, the director of adult institutions, an undersecretary, or the secretary, or even Governor Brown to destroy our faith in humanity. The prisoner human rights movement shall stand as one clenched fist in solidarity against CDCR's uh, small-r oppression. I want to make it clear that Governor Brown and Secretary Beard operate within the mentality of Donald Tokowitz Sterling, the former Los Angeles Clippers owner. Just review, review their policies, rules, laws, and practices directed at all prisoners and their family members, relatives, friends, and all citizens within the state. We shall not allow even Governor... Okay, um... I guess we're going to, I'm going to say this one more time. This is beautiful. We shall not allow even Governor Brown to destroy our faith in humanity. In this case, it's going to be uh, Governor Newsom because he's overseeing all of this now as well, and so we want to make sure we're claiming the narrative. So I'm going to put his name in there. We shall not allow even Governor Newsom to destroy our faith in humanity. The prisoner human rights movement shall stand as one clenched fist in solidarity against CDCR oppression. Stand up against injustice. Stand up against racism. Stand up against sensory deprivation. People, get involved in struggle. Revolutionary love and respect. Brother Satawa. Okay, we're going to take a quick music break. If I can find my mouse, then we will get some music going. All right, here we go, people. Let it rise on the morning when your kingdom comes. Good deeds are your men. 
Listen to some work that was done from the inside, because I want you all to know that, um, again, this is for both of us on both sides of the wall. The struggle continues. Do not, for those of you on the inside, do not, um, you know, let the work that you are doing go in vain. Know that we know that it's happening out here. Continue that fantastic work of um, educating yourselves, um, creating programs, uh, despite the CDCR's lack of uh, programming, um, and making sure that you are getting your needs met. I know that you are under some serious strains, but um, know that we, we got you out here as well. So, And for those of us out here, know that that work is being done inside. So we're not struggling for anybody. We are struggling with. This is a cooperative effort. This is a community involvement effort, just like anything that we do. And that really is about all power to the people. Um, we need to remember our power and be involved, just as Satawa was saying. Okay, so now we're going to listen to um, some words about um, strategic release and the concept of a community release board. Again, operative word community. In April 2015, two new African California prisoners in a Bayview article introduced the concept of strategic release for life prisoners. Strategic release was described as a different form of compassionate release. The brothers reason that strategic release recipients will have a direct impact on reducing crime and the social inequalities at the root of some criminality. They continue. Consideration for strategic release is based on a prisoner's work product and proven record of service to their community and the society as a whole. 
Their notion of strategic release begins with a petition to the Board of Parole Hearings. The prisoner's biography requesting his or her parole or the same sent to the governor requesting clemency. The hurdle in a strategic releases path is the board of parole hearings or governor investigators accepting the presented evidence of a prisoner's service to society or the interpretation of a cited act's value. Without such agreement, it is hard to fathom a strategic release petition opening the gate for the subject of its request. However, even if prisoner advocates for strategic release attained agreement 100% of the time from state investigators for their strategic release clients, those parole slash clemency would be but a minuscule portion of the more than 30,000 lifer populations in California. Therefore, strategic, re strategic release ought to be approached as a tactic employed in a larger campaign to acquire greater say in parole matters. A campaign in part taking aim at the Board of Parole Hearings propensity to deny parole to lifers who have completed the base term of their sentence, a campaign in part which will seek to release law, which will seek to replace law enforcement types, police, prosecutors, etc., on the board would engage community members, a campaign in part where jailhouse lawyers among us will research the impact of the December 17, 2013 Butler Statement Settlement Agreement signed by lawyers for the Board of Parole Hearings in the First District Court of Appeals in San Francisco, California. A settlement that required the board to notify lifetime prisoners of their base term at their first parole hearing. The jailhouse lawyer will also research the implications of Butler's presiding justice J. Anthony Klein's 2012 statement, the board appears to be violating the rights of thousands of inmates by systematically denying release. Comments apparently made in an earlier lifer petition. Butler's lawyer, Sharif Jacobs, indicates early notice of their lifers base terms is a starting point for a constitutional challenge and that on average lifers are receiving parole dates a decade beyond their base term. Once all that can be learned from Butler has been the jailhouse lawyers who conducted the research will prepare a pamphlet with sample writs and instructions for lifers to utilize when the board fails to follow Butler. A community is a group of people of common interest living under the same government. It coalesce, it coalesce with other communities to form the state giving it the authority to administer the affairs and enforce the laws of the United Community. The community is the city, county, or state. X 
YZ versus John slash Jane Doe on the face page of a charge sheet. Would the community law, when the community law is broken, it seeks to identify, arrest, and prosecute the alleged culprit. If convicted, the convict is subject to a range of sanctions up to and including a period of exile served in state prison. If the governor, if the governed had the right to alter or to abolish the government and the colonial settlers thinking of the declaration of the 13 United States of America, then our community is well within its right to alter any state agency so it better serves us. The centerpiece of the campaign is giving the community ultimate say in determining if a life prisoner will be reintegrated into his slash her community by creating and empowering a community release board brought to be through protest, proposition, or legislation spearheaded by a determined cadre united for its realization who will educate the public and organize mass consciousness to protest, to proposition, to apply political pressure to advance the agenda. The Community Release Board will contribute to curing California's inability to operate its prisons within their capacity, absent federal oversight, or caveat where capacity is above 100%, and the combustible consequences of crowding too many people into not enough space looms on the horizon. By implementing a practical parole program guided by a prisoner's base term and diluting dependency on manipulable opinion, the CRB will contribute to shrinking the CDCR's budget and resisting taking at face value future behavior predictors colored by hidden prison politics and petty peon belief. The Black Panther, Geronimo G. Jago, was targeted by the FBI, Cointel Pro, and local police red squads in their effort to destroy the L.A. chapter of the Black Panther Party. He was framed and convicted of a murder he did not commit. He was interned in California's Department of Correction for 27 years until his tenacious, capable of turning, convinced the court to recognize the miscarriage order his release and award millions in damages. The board, in its wisdom, held him 20 years beyond his minimum eligible release date. Had G. Jaga's fate been left to the board of prison terms or board of parole hearings discretion, chances are he would have died an innocent in prison or been subject continuously to the same treatment Sundiata Akoli reported he faced across the country at his New Jersey parole board hearing, that is, a 40-year train of denials. I appeared before the board of prison terms 
December 1981, two years beyond my murder, the deputy district attorney representing my commitment county recommended I be given a five-year parole date. The board rejected the recommendation and denied my parole over the view of my commitment county rep. Today, I'm 37 years beyond my murder. The CRB will create space and its ripple effect will remove the need to pay other states to house thousands of California prisoners. It will shrink the CDCR back within its borders. It will remove the pressure for new jails and prison constructions, manage overcrowding, speed up lifer community reintegration by purging current the board of prison uh, hearing dysfunction. The community release board will serve as an alternate board to the board of parole hearings for all indeterminate sentences except life without the possibility of parole and condemned prisoners. It will guard against class and race targeting and act as a hedge to impede private prison profiteers and bought off politicians. The indeterminate prisoner's minimum eligible parole date will serve as the dividing line between the Board of Parole Hearings, Parole Authority, and the Community Release Boards. The state will take an indeterminate prisoner to the Board of Parole Hearings within a year of their minimum eligible parole date and decide if it'll grant parole. A parole grant will be subject to the governor's review and reversal. If the board of parole hearing denies parole, the authority to parole such prisoners will transfer to the prisoner's pre-conviction community, community release board. With the prisoner's central file, the community release board will review the file to determine when the prisoner will appear before the community release board. The community release board will have the authority to parole such prisoners within an agreed upon number of years, not to exceed five and subject to the governor's review and reversal. After five years, the community release board's authority to grant or deny parole is wholly its own. When the community release board grants parole, its community parole agency will assume parole supervision in all grants except prisoners the state classify as high risk. With these parolees, the state will supervise. The community parole agency will monitor the supervision and conduct any parole violation hearings. The state will contract with the community release board for costs sufficient to cover salary and infrastructure. Agree to with community release board negotiators. Community release board candidates will examine parole board of parole hearing statutes and study California parole boards, the adult authority, community release board, and board of prison terms archives in search of the balance between what has been, what is, and what the CRB hopes to contribute to this history as it prepares to take the mantle of alternate board and confidently write a new chapter. The Community Release Board review decisions will be weighed towards the sentence given 
when the commitment crime occurred, the average time in custody during the particular period, additional convictions while in custody, the life term matrix, Butler, and a sanity evaluation. That is, does the person know right from wrong? All CRB parole grants or denials will consist of these factors. The Community Release Board gathering experience and natural community sense. The Community Release Board's aim is to release as many prisoners who serve their sentence as possible without endangering public safety by not being ruled by fear, by cutting through calcified opinion and convoluted reasoning, which has ignored time in custody and age reduces dangerousness dramatically as well as likely participation in future crime. Uh, this paper was prepared before the California Supreme Court overturned Butler and the Department of Corrections began returning um, prisoners um, from out of state. Um, however, however, um, the premise of this paper still remains valid. Yeah, that's it. And you should have the whole thing now. All right, now, in a minute. Okay, wow. If you aren't feeling inspired by that kind of work that's being taken place and something that we can use as uh, community members out here to get involved with, well, keep on listening then to um, Prison Focus Radio. And uh, like I said, subscribe because uh, to the newspaper uh, because that is just amazing work. And to think that uh, the Community Release Board actually had a very short stint, I think, uh, back in, uh, from 76 to 77, 1976 to 1977. So um, we, this is the question we really need to be asking ourselves. Why is it not being utilized now? Well, because um, we need to reclaim our power, because our power has been, has been snatched away from us. Um, and... We need to not let that happen. So please think on that. It's a really amazing work and also something that we definitely will be exploring during the campaign to free Sitawa. So I invite all of you again to go to our calendar and um, at prisons.org, read some of the newspapers, the um, our archive newspapers, and also check out our calendar because we are going to be getting together on December 18th uh, for another strategy meeting for the campaign to free Satawa and support the prisoner human rights movement. So before we head on out of here, before I, um, and also I'm just gonna put out a uh, kind of a, a cosmic thank you and just a, a, a energy of gratitude um, for that recording, for that voice of something that, uh, from someone about something that is so important. Um, it really, really, really is going to take the community. All issues intersect at this time around what's important, and it is our human rights. So I'm going to read a poem, and then we are going to get on out of here with some music by Indiari. So this is called Adseg by Michelle Chaloka. Rehabilitation? Really? What's your definition of rehabilitation? Interactive groups? One-on-one -on -one counseling? Therapy sessions? Learning coping skills with a professional? Or is it a cell? A 10 by 12 cell? Locked, alone, meals delivered through a slot in the door? No interaction, except screaming through the metal door? To the person next to you, three hours outside wreck a week, and even that's in a cage? And showers, handcuffed to and from every other? day if you're lucky. Administrative segregation? That's a form of rehabilitation in prison, and no one talks about it. Commit a crime? Do your time, and well, rehabilitation. 
There's a couple institutional programs that you can attend as a social gathering to see your friends, to pass pills, to get high, to meet your girlfriend in the bathroom and F around, to drop the institutional points you keep F and catching. The reality, there's no rehabilitation, education, inside. You really got to want it. It's not easy. Tedious paperwork and waiting. They don't want you to do anything good in prison. You're on this list and that list and wait. Education was my rehabilitation. Learning. Helping women get their GEDs. Tutoring. Extra work. Staying out of trouble. College classes. Homework. Papers. Tests. It was a choice. Either continue to do what I always did and get what I always got. Another prison sentence. Or change. Today, I am a woman in recovery. A daughter. A friend. A sponsee. A sponsor. An employee. A college student. I tell my story and make people aware of the prison conditions, how there is no rehabilitation, how ADSEG is cruel punishment for women that don't know there is a way to change. Not everyone makes it out to stand where I am today, but I am here, and I'm their voice. Yeah, abolish prisons. Okay, we're going to go out of here with NDRE. Thank you so much, folks, for sitting with me today. Um, I'm grateful for... And your listening time, I am grateful for your presence. For those that are listening behind the walls, we love you. Find that beautiful space uh, in yourself. Know that you are worthy. Know that you are loved. And um, I will see you all next week. Have a beautiful weekend. Okay, let's see. Maybe we're not going to listen to India Ari. Okay, let's try Prince. All seven and we'll watch them fall. They stand in the way of love and we will smoke them all with an intellect and a savoir faire. No one in the whole universe will ever compare. Others will curse me, but that's alright.